Welcome to Intent, a series of conversations between a couple of friends where we share our experiences wrestling with real life. My name's Jim Sutton and I'll be chatting with a good friend Steve Rouse. We're two of the pastors of Ballon Baptist Church and we're having some weekly conversations as a bit of an experiment. We haven't really planned what we're going to talk about and this might leak out at some points, but in the midst of it, our intent is to focus on real life. Not just all the good bits that we want to show off, but all of the the bits we'd rather keep under the surface and exploring what it might mean to try and follow Jesus through it all. This week, there's talk of consumerism, freedom and holding on, as well as a little bit of tidying up. Anyway, I, I did something fun yesterday. Um, I say fun. I mean, like I've, this this week's been a slower week, um, which has been much much needed, uh, really. Uh, and uh, Sarah had this wonderful question for me at the at the end of last week. She said, "Oh, what do what do you want to do with next week?" And I was like, "Well, I'd, I'd nothing. Like just just do nothing. That'd be wonderful. I'm not not really bothered about having a plan." And it, you know when somebody asks you a question, but they're not really, not that they're not interested in your answer, but it's mainly so that you can ask them a question. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, what, what, what was I supposed to answer? And uh, what, what, what do you think about this? She was like, oh, it'd be great to kind of sort out the flat. And by, <laughs> by, 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 by sort out the flat, that, that generally means, Jim, sort your life out and all your stuff that's everywhere. So um, yesterday I did that... Um, Marie Kondo thing. I don't know if you ever watched that. Um, oh, what's it called? It's, I don't know what the program on Netflix is and we, we need to start taking royalties from them, but it's, it's, I call it tidy up club with Maria Kondo, but it's, that's not what it's called. Um, but she's the Japanese lady who talks about kind of only having things in your house that, that bring you joy, which kind of sounds yeah. really, um, I don't know, a bit silly when you first hear it or whatever. But anyway, yesterday, but the part one is clothes, right? So, uh, yesterday I took every, almost every item of clothing I had because I found another drawer this morning, which I've forgotten about every item of clothing and put it on the bed. And then the, the, the practice is that you pick up each item and you kind of think, does this spark joy in it? Does, does this spark joy for me? Does it kind of something that I look at and go, Oh, oh yeah, I, I like this item of clothing, this shirt, this, this jumper, this holy pair of socks or whatever. Um, and, and if it does, then you keep it. If it doesn't, then you, you say thank you to it and then you put it in a pile. Um, and so by the, by, it didn't take long, like after, I don't know, an hour and a half or whatever, I had like two bin bags of stuff that I'd said thank you to. And <laughs> kind of like that was, that was it. And I found it, found it quite cathartic. Um, like just, kind of put putting all this stuff out there and it really like confronts you with kind of all the stuff and particularly like all I have in my my head all the time is kind of that first world problems thing of like come on Jim like where where it can really affect not really affect but you know like when you just open your wardrobe in the morning you open a drawer and you think what shall I wear anything oh I haven't got anything to wear I hate all my clothes and all of this and you just it, it's a real first world kind of dilemma um but it does, it can, it can affect you and, and have some sort of impact on you. And so I just found it interesting kind of looking at all this stuff and the, the process of saying thank you, cause I'm a bit of a hoarder anyway. Like I'll keep something just in case. I'll keep something because yeah. I wore it yeah. on a particular occasion. So yeah. yesterday I said thank you and goodbye to the shirt I got married in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. Like this, that's the, <laughs> 
no comment on the relationship. <laughs> but like, I was, and, and Sarah's all for it. She's like, yeah, I mean, like, she, she, she more like just take the whole lot and put it in the skip. But like, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of liberating, you know, that, that process of, of being thankful actually freed me from my normal kind of, oh, well, I should keep it because it means something or, 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 or all of that. And, um, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just started reflecting on that, really, like all the rubbish and all the mess that we keep all around us um, because we think we need it or we think it's helpful and not just kind of material stuff. But maybe in the ter- terms of the way that we organize our life, that maybe like lockdown in some way has had some measure of, I don't know, highlighting what's what's important and how much of the stuff was just kind of noise that, that doesn't actually spark joy for us or for other people. It doesn't bring life to us or for other people and maybe starts making us ask questions about it, you know? I think that's re- it's really interesting because, well, I, it m- makes me think of, um, you know, there's mutual friends of ours I know have, have spoken about how helpful they've found to do that. Particularly makes me think of a lady who said that she's she's used that way of doing things in order to, and as somebody that would not let go of things easily. And I think it's given, it's given a kind of a, a mechanism or a, just a, a part a way of doing it that actually she found really helpful that it was okay it was okay to to let go of things whether it like you say whether it's um clothes because that's a very typical thing I suppose a lot of us hoard and whatever but um it's interesting too to me that I, I wouldn't say I'm a hoarder but I think one it's, it's so funny you bring it up because one of the things and I'm not saying I've thought deeply about this at all but one of the things that's been on my mind just this week um is about kind of this simplify simplifying your life a bit you know that like you say during this last 10 nearly 11 months now we haven't been able to tap into all those things we normally tap into whatever those might be you know that you you do become kind of I know for me my you know part of my working life requires me going up to Oxford Street on a daily basis which for me as somebody who enjoys to buy clothes and (laughs) <laughs> that could be a very dangerous thing to do every day. And and too many days I would come home with some package that on some point in my journey on the way home on the tube or on my motorbike would conceal it in my in my man bag and sneak mm-hmm. it upstairs, tuck it away. <laughs> and then and then when I eventually wore it, pretend to Lisa that oh, I've had this for ages. <laughs> this for ages because I was too scared to wear it. <laughs> But Steve, you've left the label on that thing you've had for ages, <laughs> and you get caught out. Um, and, and it and it's funny too. And again, not that I can say too much about it, but I was listening to a podcast yesterday by the Australian Mark Sayers, and he now it was a it was one of his kind of quite complex. He's a he's a he's a minister, church minister, but he's also kind of a bit of a futurologist, good at kind of trying to discern where things are going. And he like, was saying, like, like Mystic Meg. Like Mystic Meg, yeah. <laughs> Mystic Meg for Christians. Like oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, great. I'll be all, I could get on that. That's great. <laughs> he was he was talking about um, just – he was talking about America as a country and how just in its um, – what's the word? In its kind of almost the ethos and values of the country being built upon a country that has as its personality a desire to try and make the whole world – like them and so consumerism now this is my my way of expressing it but that one of the things that come has come out of that is this kind of consumer 
type mentality and the individualistic type mentality. And I thought, golly me, we buy into, we consume and buy so many things. And if we're not careful, those become the things that define us. So if you took, you know, if you look at that in terms of our clothing, you know, I, I get drawn in and you, you create through your clothing. It's not a bad thing because I think you've got to be really careful with this. It's one another of these kind of tensions that I think we, we live with as human beings where you, I think fashion is a good thing. I think fashion at its best is an expression of who a person is. I think fashion at its best can be practical and it can, um, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that, but I think the kind of consuming of fashion, you know, at its, at its worst, it has a, such an impact upon others. Mm. And I think, I think we're seeing a, a shift amongst some in that area anyway, where you think, yeah, to simplify in that area. And I've been, I've just been thinking, gosh, how do you, how were these things? And you saying that makes me think how these things can get a hold of you and have a hold on you rather than in a sense, you have more of a hold on it. And I suppose it's that mm. challenge of, um, yeah, how, how do you live kind of simply in this world that bombard seems to be built on, you know, it's like, what was it when we came out of, um, you know, it's like, like, you know, I imagine one of the messages we'll hear in the coming months will be almost like, let's spend our way out of this. Like let's re- help their economy recover. And the only way it can possibly recover is if we all start spending again. Mm. Um, and I, I imagine that'll be, that'll be a part of the picture. Yeah, I mean, like you were just hearing the other day about um, companies saying, oh, we need to run like eat out to help out again, you know, like all these kind of things to kind of drive the economy by by spending more more money, which like you said, like it shouldn't just be like consuming, shouldn't just kind of power power where we where we're going. You know, is that is that the societal equivalent of like junk food? You know, it's it's food you consume, but has like no nutritional value. It's kind of like this is not. This is not bringing life. It's just kind of going. It's just going through the motions, and it's got it's got plenty of sweet tasting bits in it to kind of help you go with the thing. And that little those little hits of like, oh, I got some more clothes. Oh, I got a new thing. Oh, there's this new experience I can try. Um, but in the end, it's kind of like, well, what what good what good is it? Does it really do? But I think I think you're dead right about fashion. And it's really easy to be down on it. To be like, no, you should you should all wear like we will have like. Oh, I don't know. Um, we'll we'll just wear like sacks, Hessian sacks, and that's that's what you wear and whatever. But even with wearing that, like somebody will, will cut theirs a different way. Somebody will be like nip it in a little place with a pin or whatever. And there's there's something I think in fashion of this kind of creator heart of God. You know, this kind of God who delights in doing new stuff and making making beauty where there where there has been it has been kind of just this kind of raw material or whatever. Um, and so I think that's. Yeah, it's it's really, but it's really easy to then just make something a, a target to make it a scapegoat. And I think it is about living in the tension. It is about kind of coming to terms with that and thinking, no, there is good in this. This is this is a beautiful thing, um, and it can be beautiful. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't it, mean, it doesn't mean we have to give ourselves to it. You know, we don't have to just throw ourselves right in there. Um, yeah, I, th- I think no, that's, and I think that's a huge hold. I think you know maybe it's not, but I think just the the Bible talks. It seems to indicate to us that you know people are given skill to be able to create create sorts of garments and things, and and I think 
that side of things it's not 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 a bad thing i think but i think on the kind of i suppose on the the simplify well not just the simplifying because you know your question or your thing about you know what's the lady's name again the, the uh, marie kondo the maria the marie kondo marie kondo I'll go on. You keep talking. I'll look up what actually what it's actually called. You carry on. But I think on you know on that you make it. It leads you to think of other things. Like so, you make me think, and you you mentioned it just now. You said about the kind of it's, it's almost it almost should be a phrase like the Amazon hit thing, you know. And I do that. Like sometimes when I'm feeling a bit kind of you know make that dreadful kind of purchase at about half past ten eleven at night you know and you just gonna and then the thing arrives and you you get all excited because another amazon package comes through the door usually about 10 times bigger than it needs to be in terms mm-hmm. of what's inside um you forget what you ordered anyway and then when you open it you get a, mo- a really or i do this is me i get a momentary hit whether it's a book or some gadgety thing that's supposed to you know help me reorganize my life or whatever it is but within within moments the joy of that has gone it might you know it might be a really useful item the joy has gone but so it made me then think i wonder from from your experience of kind of just sorting through stuff whether there's a similar kind of question or thing you can do before you make the purchase like before you buy another pair of shoes or you know another bag or another whatever it is is there a way of going is the is the choice i'm about to make you know are you know is it is it a good choice like is it is it going to harm somebody else is it is it going to really bring me joy you know whether there are things that we can think about before we even buy it yeah mind you i'd i'd get to, <laughs> i'd get so guilt i wouldn't buy anything ever again <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's there's two there's two things there's one one which um is something i love by um an irish thinker called peter rollins um and he he talks about this um uh, he, t- he talks about desire and he talks about this spectrum of desire that we're always on. And um, and so he, he talks about the fact that we're all we start inherently depressed, you know, because we see something that we want, whether it's an item or a person or a lifestyle or whatever. And we're depressed because we can't have it. We really want it, but we can't have that thing. And so we're depressed, we're depressed, depre- depressed. And that depression can kind of drive us towards thinking, oh, if only I had this thing, if only I had this thing. And then what happens is you end up getting it and then you realize you know it didn't it didn't change your life it didn't kind of transform your world it didn't bring you life in the way that you thought it was going to it didn't kind of make everything all better and then then you get melancholy because you've got this thing that you've got but now now you no longer want it and he says like it talks about being on this kind of like rhythm of going from depression to melancholy we want something you can't have so we're depressed and then we get it and we realize we didn't really want it. So we're melancholy and then we find the next thing and then we just go back to being depressed again. And you just kind of go through this little cycle and that's quite a, quite a bleak way of kind of looking at things. Um, but I, 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 I like it because I, I see it myself. Like you say, like that, you, you make a purchase because you think, oh, that'd be great because I can buy a pair of headphones that might be marginally better than the ones I currently have. Uh, and then they pop through your door and you put them on and you go for a walk. And you're like, oh, these are great. And then you're just like, well, it's it, it's just the same as my old headphones. They did the same thing. They helped me listen to podcasts or music or whatever. It's it hasn't really transformed anything in a way that warranted the price tag. And and the other thing that kind of makes me think of, and, and like you said, this kind of thing of well, how do we go about making those decisions and thinking about what we have? Well, rather than appraising items kind of on their merits, I, I quite like. Um, the idea, like, um, 
the spiritual disciplines i think are, are really helpful in terms of how how you ha- how they help people live lives you know we all have disciplines whether it's disciplines in the way that we eat or the way that we exercise the way that we sleep you know we, we have some some sort of rhythm and routine and, and discipline to our lives and spiritual disciplines are often around things that you 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 should do to live a more i don't know in inverted commas like a christian life or whatever that um you should you should read your bible you should pray you should kind of be involved in intentional relationships like these conversations or whatever but also there there are the um oh i can't think of the word now but there are these disciplines of um where rather than there's these it's disciplines of activity where you have to do something and there are these disciplines where they're not active disciplines and one of these that i'll hopefully illustrate what i'm talking about is frugality one of these is frugality. Um, it just, it brings to mind, um, kind of just kind of meagerly doing stuff. I mean, like when I was growing up in church, we used to have a frugal lunch every now and again, which would be like a, it, it, people would pay like, I don't know, five or something, which in the 1980s was a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you get this little polystyrene cup of, of kind of soup and that and that and a roll and that was your kind of frugal lunch and it was a way of kind of raising money um for those in in charitable and mission organizations and that kind of thing so that was my kind of view of frugality and yeah i I was kind of shaped on it a little bit as frugality rather than being like just this kind of just uh, an impoverished kind of lifestyle but you can employ frugality within a consumerist lifestyle where you could buy something you could take something, you could do something, but in frugality, you choose not to. So rather than think, oh, there's this, there's this pressure of buying this thing that's in my own head because I know that I really, I, I've got something in me that's convinced it's going to transform my dreams because there's a belt which is ever so slightly like more leathery and brown than my last belt or so who knows what, what I mean, I could come up with anything because my brain goes to everything all the time. Um, and just those little lies. And rather than just going, oh, I'll have to fight this or I need to convince myself I don't need it or convince myself of what a waste it is or think about somebody in another country who doesn't have access, you know, like all of those kind of little ways that you'd probably guilt yourself out of it. Rather than doing that and being like a negative thing and a wrestle against something to actually take a more front footed, active, um, a positive stance to say, I could buy this. It may well be very good for me. It may well be lovely. But actually, I choose not to. I choose not to because I don't have to. I'm not beholden to this stuff. I don't have to buy this thing. In in a way, it's kind of like a... It, maybe in a, in a similar realm as fasting, you know? That fasting is not is not just eating less to save... To, like, lose weight or anything else like that. It's saying, well, I could... I could be eating, but I choose not to. I choose not to in order to... Because I believe in some way not doing the thing that everything in me is pulling myself towards helps me tune in more with the spirit of God to be more tuned in with this voice, which is always trying to lead us in life in all its fullness that is trying to lead us into freedom actually is, is trying not to, is trying to free us from that voice of slavery that says you have to buy this. Quite often I find I buy things because I, I just want the voice to shut up. I, I buy this to, in order to shut up the thing going, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy these headphones, buy this belt, buy this pair of shoes. It will transform your life. And you buy them to shut it up. You don't buy it in the end because you want the thing. You buy it to be left alone and to get some peace. There are, therefore, like in the kind of frugality mindset, there's, a, there's an opportunity for freedom. 
to say, well, I just simply choose not to. I could do. And it may well be the answer to all my dreams. But I know that that is not true. I know that I know that 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 is not going to be brought to me by a pair of headphones or a belt or a pair of shoes. Um, And therefore, like the frugality is a way is a pathway to freedom. If you choose to engage with it in that active kind of way, rather than feel like you're just fighting a temptation. I love the way you just expressed that. Um, I love the I love the idea of frugality in that sort of really helpful way. And I think in terms of making choices, but I think the way you described kind of, you know, I, I buy it just in order to, to, to shut, shut up the thing going up in my head. And I thought that is such a, an insight into temptation. I think whether the temptation is the purchase of something or anything else Mm -hmm. that the, that temptation sometimes is just that it, it just feels like a broken record, a constant voice in your, you know, head. And you think, the only way to shut that voice up sometimes feels like to give in to the temptation or give in to whatever it is. And then you give into it. And my experience is you give into it and then you just feel this almost nausea. Sometimes you think, ah, oh, you know, and the accumulative, the accumulative effect of that is I think erodes you as a person. I think it has an eroding effect on, I don't know, perhaps on your own sort of integrity on the sense of, your own um how you feel about yourself you just i think that's a that's a really really helpful insight it almost felt as well though i was like has he been looking at my amazon wish list like there literally literally is on it there literally is on it in the last two weeks a brown leather bag and i was like ah jim i know you can see a lot into my life but that's and and the reason it's there is i already have it's um yeah it's a little advert for Elisa bought me one. It's this, this guy's name, Kamal's, I think it's Kamal's Passion or something. These are the name of these bags. And and, and the, the one I have is is more like a kind of a satchel that's good for when you've got to carry a lot. And I thought, well, if I get a slightly smaller one and they're not too expensive, I'll be doing Kamal a favour because he could probably do it with the money during this time. I'll have a slightly, another, I'll have another bag that be I could use on different occasions. The reality is I've probably got about four bags and I use the same bag all the time. <laughs> I don't need another one, but it was like you'd seen into it. And and I think that is a, you know, I think, we, yeah, yeah, I think we describe in a that that is the constant result. But I think there's a bigger, there is a big thing behind all of this. And again, it kind of goes back to what this Mark Sayers was saying is that I think, I think as humans, sometimes we're trying, if this makes any sense, we're trying to save ourselves by doing this that one of the paths to kind of trying to find meaning and purpose that we're led down without perhaps realizing sometimes if we think if, like you said, if I own that car, if I have those clothes or if I purchase those trainers or if I, if, if, if I am in a relationship with him or with her or whatever the, the thing might be for us, then my life will have meaning. Then my life will be complete. Then my life and it'll be that kind of thinking. And then, and we're never satisfied with it because I feel like, you know, I live a very blessed life in world terms. And yet you still have that kind of, oh, wow. Well, if we could afford that or if we could go and, you know, have that experience, whatever it is. And and he was kind of saying, you know, that this is, this is one of the paths that kind of has, has even, even because Christians subscribe to it, you know, that again, mm. we're, we're much more shaped by that culture that no matter how much we say we believe in the story of Jesus and the story of the gospel, 
the reality is i know in my own life i can't point at anybody else but in my own life i'm so caught up in that other stuff as well and it's i think the christian journey is kind of a i don't know what the right term for it is but it is a kind of keep coming face to face with these things and thinking uh, you know the journey of salvation is i used to think it was a decision i made at one point in my life to be a christian and that was it but salvation's almost like this i need saving on a daily basis i need a kind of um and if salvation is really about discovering who we are as humans and why we're here i think you know the question you kind of brought up for us today is really really helpful because it thinks it, it, it you know the kind of marie kondo thing is just that thing or that way of saying do these things have more of a hold on me than i i need them to like you just said about i really like that kind of frugality thing do, do i need this thing what's it going to do in my life and are there better choices to be making um I, even this morning you know first sometimes first thing in the morning i first thing i do sometimes I switch your phone on just whatever get going in the day but sometimes that dives me down a path where i start filling my head with stuff you know you all the channels I tend to bounce around and quick look on Instagram, see what's going on, quick look on Facebook, maybe look on Twitter or whatever. Before you know it, that's beginning to shape how you think and how you're approaching the day. You know, for me, that talk about practices, the practice of just, so for me at the moment, listening to, I listened to the the Bible in one year, just um, trying to become a little bit more thoughtful about who I'm praying for or whatever. If I do that, it, it just has a way of, I don't know, or perhaps of even even to use the like it has a way of rescuing me mm-hmm. in the day. And it just kind of takes me down a path that I think is more, more me, more kind of who I want to be or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, think, I think that's important. Yeah, I, I, I think you're dead right about the kind of consumerism within all of us, you know, regardless of, who, who we think we are, that kind of like badge collecting kind of way of going through life. And I think it's, it's endemic in all of us, like whether you're, whether you say you're a Christian or whatever pathway you're trying to follow, um, that even within kind of the spiritual life, you can, you can see it as a kind of, oh yes, well, I know, I don't know, on a very simplistic, I don't know, children's Sunday school from the 1970s kind of view of, oh, I know all the books of the Bible. Like, you know, it's kind of like I've collected these little stamps and these little badges. I say my prayers once a day. I read my Bible at this time. It's kind of like I've done these things. Therefore, uh, I've, I'm kind of on the bus. I've got a ticket or whatever. Um, and but like you said, like salvation is not just like a once for all time thing. But we need I think we need daily saving. You're right. Like to be thinking like, well, to be safe from ourselves, to be safe from our our impulses the the things that would desperately jump up and down to get our attention i mean like social media i mean that's that's the thing if you've watched the the social dilemma this kind of um documentary about social media the whole thing exists to get your attention and keep your attention for as long as possible and therefore if that's where your attention is then that's kind of what's gonna what's gonna fill your mind and and your heart and i think it's true i think it's also true for church you know that in the same way that say as an individual i think i need a career and i need this type of car and i need to live in this kind of house um and i need to be having these kind of experiences holidays or day trips or people around for a big barbecue or whatever if i'm doing these things then my life has been a success it has meaning i think the same is true in a church like a church community this community tries to journey with one another uh, in this life 
that I think so many of us would be consumerist as churches to say, oh, well, what we really need is a modern worship band. And what we really need is a lot of young people. And what we really need is Wednesday night prayer meeting. And what we really need and what we, you know, and kind of like, if only we had that and we had like a justice team and we had this, we had this group going out and and kind of taking soup to the homeless and that kind of thing. Now, none of those things are in and of themselves bad things, but when they just become badges for us to collect, and we just do it in order to kind of make ourselves feel better, then that's consumption. That's consumption. You do something for the good of somebody else in order to make yourself feel better. You don't do it because you actually want to make a difference. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago we, we talked about mixed motivations and that kind of thing, and that I, that's still there, and that's wholeheartedly there. But I think that thing has been... Uh, it's been in my ear a bit recently this week of that thing of somebody being um being being needed is as close to being needy as makes no difference you know that if if you're somebody who who thrives on saving the day and and bringing truth and justice and everything else to, to other people sometimes that can be your god that can be the thing that drives you because you you need to be needed and sometimes we need we need freedom from all of the things that would enslave us even if it's even if it's things that on the surface of them look look very good now that's not to say we don't do those things that's not to say that oh therefore running because all, all the things i've talked about are all in, inherently good things and they're fantastic but it's when those things become the thing that control our narrative and control our minds uh control the way that we think and that we're doing them for the for the benefit of others because we think we're so charitable and wonderful then i think we've got a problem because that they that those kind of things things can enslave us and um, it's, it's, yeah. i think i think there's a whole but it's, i mean it's very very complicated but you know it's 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 easy to fall into that yeah i think you're dead right i think you well again it just i think about how even being part of a church community you can like you say you can your your faith your or your approach to it can can be just as tied up in a kind of a consumer approach to it and you become a consumer of it all i and it just again i come back in my head or it's it's making me think today of i love that phrase where somebody said you know that jesus comes to show us what it is to be human um he doesn't come to make us spiritual he certainly doesn't come. I used to think this because it was the way our church community kind of told the gospel to us was that, you know, he did this one thing on the cross. And and if I kind of realized the significance of that and made a decision, then I'd get to go to heaven one day. And I I don't know, it's so much bigger than that. It's so much, And it's so much more interesting and exciting than that, you know, that if Jesus comes to show me what it is to be human, if I can, if that really opens my eyes to who I am and to what, what I'm here on earth for, it then transforms everything that I do you know, every part of my life, whether it is, you know, if I'm a person who going back to where we began, if I'm the person who is involved in fashion or whether I'm the one purchasing it or whether I'm involved in, I don't know, education or whatever area of life I'm involved in, it, it transforms, potentially transforms the purpose of it. And I love that. I love the idea. And it seems so much more, and I need it still. I need, I need that salvation just as much. Um, I think what the cross shows us is more, this is what happens when 
you know when when humanity gets up ahead of steam against something and 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 this in the, and this is where it ends up and i think we crush so many people on as it were metaphorical crosses in our world today you know going back to the fashioning how many lives do we crush because of our choices a bit heavy to say that but like mm. we, you know whereas can i make choices in my life can if in simplifying my life as a human being does it actually bring life to others? Is that a way of saying, you know, like what's the phrase in the Bible that kind of talks about, you know, the more I kind of um, lay down my life, it has a way of kind of bringing life to others. Mm. And I think that's true. It's true for those immediately around us, but it's true in that much wider picture as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's that whole kind of topsy-turvy nature of it, you know, which, which again is kind of liberating, that liberating of the gospel. It's kind of that it, in order to find life, you actually have to let it go rather mm. than this kind of like, I must work harder. I need to, I need to be going 110% at this, you know, that in order to get ahead, you've got to kind of maximize your productivity and like it'd be a whole kind of, there's a thousand articles of the five things that successful people do in the morning and you know, all of this stuff. Mm. Um, and yet what if, what if life was found kind of, instead of just trying to help ourselves get ahead, kind of just looking around at the world around and saying, what does this, what does this world need from me? You know, like not, not again as a, I don't know, like to, to, to do that on the front foot, not to be kind of passive and kind of lay down and whatever, but to, to be actually hopeful about it and to be positive. Like you say, like about your fashion choices or whatever, that if you're conscious about your fashion choices, you're thinking, well, I choose not to buy this from this shop because I believe that if I, if I stop buying from there and other people stop buying from there, then those people who I know are not being paid enough by that uh, corporation, then that, that hopefully will will bring some release from for them you know and therefore like i want whenever it's and I'm, i don't want to encourage you to um go bag shopping or whatever but like if it is support supporting a, an organization or a, a business where you think oh i know the person and i know what they're into and i know their story then that that's a more life bringing bringing thing to be involved in um but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to take it off your Amazon wish list, but may- maybe. I was literally about to say, I was about to, right, that's it. Conversation over. I'm off to, I'm off to remove Kamal's bag, nice brown leather bag, off my wish list. It's gone. The, I mean, the big question, Steve, is what else is on that list? But I mean, maybe. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll be having these chats once a week for a couple of months as a bit of an experiment. So if you like what you hear, then why not subscribe? You can find out more about Ballon Baptist Church on our YouTube channel or through Instagram at Ballon Baptist.